Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate Show. Nine women and children slaughtered in Mexico on November 5th, 2019. They were supposedly a part of a Mormon community with ties to the alleged sex cult Nexium. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. Now, this horrific act was down in Mexico near the border. Um, a very tragic, very horrific act. A very disgusting act. Drug cartels targeted the SUVs they were traveling in. Many people thought maybe these individuals were a part of a rival drug cartel and executed these people. One of the kids took his siblings that were uh, wounded, hid them, and went some 12 miles for help. Really heartbreaking story. But within this story comes something that was really interesting. And I'm not trying to minimize the story itself, because I think in and of itself, it's just so horrific, you can't even imagine But we do have to look at details because such is the case with the Mike Brown shooting, such is the case with Trayvon Martin, such is the case with Brett Kavanaugh, such is the case with the whistleblower. Details need to be put in perspective, such is the case with Jeffrey Epstein, which dovetails really, really disturbingly close to Nexium. So when we think about what's going on, we find out that these families, these nine women and children, and the families related to them might have had a tie to Nexium. What is Nexium? We'll get into that in just a moment. So these individuals were um, with the La Mora religious community. That's where they lived. It's a decades-old settlement founded as an offshoot of the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints. Now, the three moms and six kids killed on November 5th in the northern town of Sonora, are believed to have been victims of a drug cartel, which many have mistaken the group's caravan of three SUVs for rivals, Mexican authorities said. Apparently, they were actually traveling because they were getting ready for a wedding for one of the individuals with the group. The father of one of these three American women executed by the Mexican cartel said two of his nephews were also murdered by drug lords 10 years ago. And then another one was kidnapped. Adrian LeBaron, that's the father. He blasted the Mexican cartel for trying to stoke terror in the Mormon community in the wake of the attack on November 5th. The grisly attack on his daughter and his grandchildren in the Mexican border state of Sonora. Now, Adrian LeBaron's daughter, Ranita Marita LeBaron, and four of her children, including her six-month-old twins, a 10-year-old daughter, and 12-year-old son were killed in this incident. He said it was the second time his family and members of the breakaway church had been targeted by cartel gunmen in northern Mexico. Two of his nephews were killed, and another was kidnapped back in 2009. Eric LeBaron, who was 16 at the time, was kidnapped in May of 2009. His kidnapping sparked protests about lawlessness in the region, and his family turned down a $1 million ransom demand, and Eric was eventually freed. Eric's brother, Benjamin LeBaron, and his brother-in-law, Luis Widmar Stubbs, were murdered uh, months later. The outpost uh, Mormon community in Mexico is where the underlings of Nexium leader Keith Raniere recruited young women to work as nannies in an upstate New York compound run by the accused cult. Suggesting at least in part that the jobs would get the girls away from their home region's drug violence. Now, this is according uh, to a man hired by Rainier to produce a documentary about the group. The filmmaker was working with Keith Rainier at the time, Mark Vizente. He told the online magazine Slate that the documentary that Keith Rainier and Nexium were, were creating ultimately became a recruiting video for Nexium which purported to be a self-help group, but that self-help group actually morphed into what feds called a cult that sexually 
physically and emotionally abused many of its female followers. Now, the film that they were using for the recruitment was an interview, or in the film, it included an interview with Julian LeBaron, who identified himself as the cousin of one of the moms killed on November 5th, 2019, and who is a leader of the Mexico Mormon community. Now, Julian LeBaron is the brother of Eric LeBaron, who we said was kidnapped by local cartels in 2009, and the family uh, defiantly refused to pay the ransom, and the cartel eventually released the abducted man. Now, Keith Raniere, who was trying to do this new wing of his self-help group slash sex cult, was trying to establish an outpost in Mexico as a part of nation-building for Mexico. He wanted to take the focus away from the drug trade and into his self-help empire. Now, what is Nexium? Basically, in a nutshell, Keith Rainier, who is the leader of this cult, this dovetails with this uh, Allison Mack, this Smallville actress who was arrested a few years ago in New York. Basically, he started out as a professional self-help guru. He touted his business as a professional business, providing coaching and educational services to corporations and people of all walks of life. The organization, prosecutors say, actually operated like a multi-level marketing pyramid scheme and encouraged its members to continue taking pricey classes and recruiting other members in order to rise in the ranks of the organization. It also acted as an umbrella for other groups like The Source, described as a private arts academy, and the Secret Society, DOS, which was founded in 2015 and is a subgroup where sex trafficking activities allegedly took place. Under the subgroup DOS, prosecutors allege women were designated as, quote, slaves until successful recruiting of others, at which time they would become masters. And also slaves at the time of service of their own masters, as well as those above them in the pyramid scheme. So it's basically like an Amway for sex slaves. You know, you're a sex slave, and all of a sudden you bring in some new ones. You remember the Amway? They take you in the corner. Yeah, I got this great deal for you, but I can't really tell you. You got to come to the class. Got to come to the class. You get there, you find out you got to buy Fruit Loops and Tide and, and whatever from this. I don't even know. It's a pyramid scheme. So basically, as you pull in new recruitments, you become masters and get out of the slave aspect of the pyramid scheme. Pretty bizarre that people would actually let themselves get involved in this. But the indictment came uh, claims that so many so-called slaves were branded on their pelvic areas with a symbol, unbeknownst to them, incorporated Keith Raniere's initials. Unbelievable. Documents describe branding ceremonies in which women were held down by others while naked and filmed as they were branded with a cauterizing pen. Keith Raniere was the only male in the DOS and the leader, according to court filings. Now, Keith Raniere, he purportedly built a pyramid scheme. He was a pyramid, a pyramid scheme operator who was run out of Arkansas when Bill Clinton was governor. We're going to get into the Clinton aspect of this here, too. Raniere ran a 30 million dollar multi-level marketing business that imploded after federal agencies and regulators in 23 states alleged that it was an illegal pyramid scheme. He reinvented himself as the head of the upstate group accused of being a sex cult. He disguised himself as a self-help guru. He was a charismatic leader of the sex cult. Actress Allison Mack from the TV series Smallville was arrested for sex trafficking, which led to the exposure of this sex cult nexium. So the chick from the uh, TV show about Superman as a boy, yeah, she was busted. Allison Mack at the time pleaded guilty. She obtained compromising information and images of two unidentified women that she threatened to make public if they don't perform so-called acts of love. Keith Raniere has pleaded not guilty on counts of child porn. A court report said female members, such as former Smallville actress Allison Mack, would procure women for Raniere, who required that prospective slaves upload compromising collateral into a Dropbox account. One such recruit turned coach was India Oxenberg, 
daughter of Dynasty actress Catherine Oxenberg, who met with prosecutors in New York back in 2017 to present evidence against Raniere. This is where it gets interesting, as if that wasn't already. He and his devotees pumped thousands of dollars into Hillary Rodham Clinton's presidential run. Quote, founded by accused pedophile Keith Raniere, Nexium started out as a multi-level marketing self-help business for people who wanted to reach the potential or reach their potential through various courses. The group was run out of Arkansas in the early 90s by then-Governor Bill Clinton's attorney general on charges of fraud and business deception, but Raniere and Nexium, their executives, emerged a decade later only to donate $29,900 to Hillary Clinton's 2006 presidential campaign. The New York Post said at least three cult officials are or were invitation-only members of the Clinton Global Initiative. The Nexium Group, along with their family members, donated $29,900 to Clinton's presidential campaign, according to federal records. More than a dozen contributions poured into the Clinton coffers from Nexium. Most of them were from first-time political donors, each giving $2,300, which is the maximum under federal law. U.S. Attorney Richard Donahoe has asked federal judge for permission to present new evidence to, into the case including an illegal scheme to exceed contribution limits to a presidential primary campaign in the, quote, hopes of attaining political influence to advance their own agenda. At the suggestion of a political operative who has since pleaded guilty to an unrelated New York State bribery charge that also involved campaign contributions, the contributions were bundled and presented to the candidate at a fundraising event attended by conspirators. The court filings continue at the trial. The government intends to introduce witnesses, uh, testimony, and documents demonstrating that in 2007, the defendants and their co-conspirators were involved in an illegal scheme to exceed contribution limits to a presidential primary. So they were running money through multiple different individuals being reimbursed by Nexium so that they can, you know, they can curry favor, curry influence from the presidential campaign. Witness testimony corroborated by documentary evidence will demonstrate that at least 14 members of the Nexium community, including at least five defendants and co-conspirators, made the maximum campaign donation to a primary campaign with the understanding that they would be reimbursed by Brofman and Nancy Salzman, who we'll get into who these people are in just a moment. Three of the March and April Clinton pledges came from Keith Ranieri's most high-profile followers, Seagram, heiress, Claire, and Sarah Brofman, and Pam Caffritz, and daughter of DC A-listers Bill and Buffy Caffritz. Now, Claire and Sarah Brofman, Brofman, Bronfman, whatever, they are basically the equivalent of Nicole and Paris Hilton. You've got the Hilton Empire, you got the Seagram's Empire. I'm talking Seagram's Gin, you know, you get Seagram's Liquor. Everybody knows what Seagram's is. Seagram's Seven, Seagram's VO, whatever. Well, Claire and Sarah Bronfman were the heiress to the Seagram's fortune, and they were the ones funding Nexium. Now, Buffy and Bill Kerfitz shares a condo with Keith Rainier. And Hillary isn't the only Clinton Nexium officials are attracted to. At least three of them. Group President Nancy Salzman, the Nexium Group President, and the Bronfman Sisters are members of Bill Clinton's charitable organization, the Clinton Global Initiative. Membership is by invitation only and requires at least $15,000 in donations per year. The Albany Times Union reported that Nexium Associates gave $31,600 to the State Republican Senate Campaign Committee and provided $34,763 worth of air transportation. In the 1990s, several states investigated the Keith Rainier-run Consumer Byline, Inc., a marketing firm in which members were paid commissions for recruiting new members. In 1992, Arkansas lawsuit filed by Bill Clinton's then-Attorney General Winston Bryant charged Keith Rainier, uh, Bill and Buffy Caffritz, and two others with fraud and business deception. Soon after, then New York AG Robert Ab uh, Abrams sued CBI, Consumer Buying Inc., branding it illegal 
Keith Rainier didn't admit wrongdoing, but agreed to pay hefty fines in both states. After closing the Albany CBI, he became involved in a health food and vitamin venture that led him to Nancy Salzman. Sharing a passion for motivational training, the pair launched Nexium. Now, in just a moment, we're going to get into who is Claire Bronfman? Who is Claire Bronfman? Who is Sarah Bronfman? The Seagram heiresses. Who are they tied to? Who are they married to? All of this information is going to get really interesting. And in the wake of the Epstein, the Jeffrey Epstein death and the cover up by the media and his dealings, it's going to get really, really interesting. Stick with us. So we've been talking about Nexium, the self-help organization run by Keith Ranieri, which actually is a front for a sex cult and a human trafficking, sex trafficking organization. They've got some really interesting connections, too, to things like the Clinton Global Initiative, which is an invitation-only organization. Hmm, who would have thunk? You know who had a hand in creating the Clinton Global Initiative? Jeffrey Epstein, by his own admission. He was a part of the Nexus brainchild who created the Clinton Global Initiative. Now, he's been since suicided in his maximum security cell where the cameras didn't see him and individuals who were on watch fell asleep. Some of them weren't even employed by that facility. Out of the blue, he ends up dead after somebody tried to kill him the first time. So somebody has a lot of knowledge. And uh, what's her name? Ghislaine Maxwell, Jeffrey Epstein's madam, is out there with a ton of information. So hopefully she doesn't get suicided either. So going back to Nexium, who is the financial backers for Nexium? Well, they are these two sisters. They are the Bronfmans, and they are heirs to the Seagram's uh, legacy. You know, not the Bacardi sisters and not the Doers, but the Seagram's. And Claire Bronfman, she's one in particular. Um, she was a Nexium benefactor. She tried to buy influence for the alleged sex cult by illegally raising money for who? Hillary Clinton's 2008 presidential campaign. She funneled thousands of dollars into Clinton's campaign coffers. She did this in excess of the legal limits for contributions in order to curry favor. She approached other people and said she would like to make a campaign contribution, but she couldn't make it above a certain amount. So she used her fortune to fund Nexium and the whims of its leader, Keith Raniere. She's accused of helping Raniere steal email passwords from perceived enemies, laundering money to help non-citizens enter the United States and pay off debts. Keith Raniere racked up on credit cards of a dead girlfriend. Yeah, nothing to see here. I mean, just using the dead girl's uh, Amax card, you know, not a biggie. She's accused of recruiting and grooming young women to join the secret society within Nexium called DOS, which allegedly served as a harem for Keith Raniere. The 40-year-old heiress pleaded guilty last month to charges of conspiracy to conceal and harbor an illegal alien for financial gain and fraudulent use for, of identification for her role in the cult. Brofman is a British Chariots of Fire actor, Nigel Haver's stepdaughter, as her mother wed the star after her second divorce from Edgar Brofman Sr. She was a member of the Nexium Executive Board, according to a U.S. Justice Department news release, and faces between 21 and 27 months in prison. Now, her sister, Sarah Brofman, she's a Seagram's heiress as well. She wanted to meet the Dalai Lama. Who wouldn't want to meet the Dalai Lama? <laughs> she was obsessed with the Dalai Lama and been obsessed with him for about two and a half years. Now, what's interesting is, even though she wanted to meet the Dalai Lama, it's interesting who she met as her life partner, her spouse, her soulmate. Yeah, that's Bassett Igtet. He's a native of a very particular area. Benghazi. <laughs> really? He's a native of Benghazi. 
And Mr. Iktet's late father was a radical leader of Islamic extremists. <laughs> Nothing to see here. His father's extreme activities soon caught the attention of then Libya's leader, Muammar Gaddafi, and his government, which always took a zero-tolerance stance to any sort of internal terrorism. Well, Igtet embezzled millions of dollars, Igtet Sr., from the Gaddafi government, and then he was sent to prison for doing so. Well, Bassett Igtet, the son, ran off to Switzerland. He lived in exile for over 20 years, but he chose Switzerland for a very specific reason, because here, Igtet found his father's embezzled millions. Voila! Hit the jackpot, hit the gold mine. He was a radical leader of Islamic extremists. His father's extremist activities soon caught the attention of Muammar Gaddafi, as we said. And in doing so, that money sat dormant until Bassett Igtet found it in Switzerland. He's using the same money to self-promote and buy himself a ticket to where? The ballot box. Despite being a longtime expatriate uh, with a complete lack of any sort of national security of experience, he seized an opportunity when it came time to make Sarah Bronoff his girlfriend and later his wife. Oh, that's so sweet. She is the daughter, of course, of the man who, until his death, was one of the world's richest and most powerful families, the Seagram's uh, legacy. And Bassett Igtet, he was only trying to become leader of Libya. You know, I hear they need a leader now. After they deposed Gaddafi? Hmm. He has acquired the services of the law firm of Barack Obama's notorious foreign policy sidekick and former U.S. Senator Joe Lieberman, the independent. Igtet has overseen real, real estate projects in Qatar, one of Libya's most fierce enemies and one of the Washington Post's biggest fans. Yeah. One of Igtet's top backers is... Who? The late John McCain. Remember, he was hanging out in Libya, taking photo ops, doing selfies with uh, members of ISIS and al-Nusra, which is al-Qaeda, the wing of uh, the Syrian wing of al-Qaeda. John McCain, a man who has been photographed shaking hands with almost every extremist in Libya, who was a major figure in the plot of the invasion and destruction of the country in 2011, and also the one who helped run the dossier uh, on President Trump from over in the Ukraine. Hmm, interesting. We're going to get more into the details of what is going on with Mr. Igtet or what was going on while he was married to the heiress of the Seagram's empire. We're going to get into the Mexican connections because Keith Raniere decided he wanted to go expand Nexium down into Mexico. He wanted some of that, you know, Salsa Reserva de Familia tequila, and he wanted a nice little wing of Nexium down there, which is where we found our executed Americans just on November 5th. Yeah, keep that in mind. This portion of the program is sponsored by Cat Coolers. So rugged, it changes everything. They keep ice cold for up to seven days. Made in the United States, customizable, four different colors, white, black, yellow, even camouflage. Look, if you're going out on the lake doing some fishing, maybe you're going camping with the kids, maybe you're in the Boy Scouts, maybe you want to take the cooler out on the job site for those people that work with you, this thing will keep your items cool for hours. A cat cooler will be your new best friend. Keep your food and drink fresher, colder, longer. Go to catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian. Catcoolers.com. Use the promo code Adrian, and you will pick up an amazing Gibraltar-esque, sturdy, rugged cooler that will keep your items cold for hours. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. Welcome back. So we're talking about Nexium. We're talking about the funders of Nexium, the wallet, the purse, for Keith Raniere, which was the Seagram's heiress, Claire and Sarah Bronfman. And Sarah Bronfman, who was helping campaign for Hillary Clinton back in 2008 financially, um, is married to an individual, uh, Basat Igtet. And he's an interesting fellow because he was born in Benghazi and he, uh, his dad helped 
Islamic extremist and he embezzled money. His dad embezzled money from Gaddafi, which he planted out in Switzerland, to which uh, the young Igtet found that money. And now he decides, hey, one of his backers to run for the Libyan presidency since, you know, I, I hear they need somebody now <laughs> since Muammar Gaddafi was dead. You know, Hillary Clinton said, we came, we saw, he died. <laughs> Remember that? Well, one of his backers is the late John McCain. And uh, Igtet himself, who was also a major plotter in the help of the invasion and destruction of Libya back in 2011, was lobbying in 2011 on behalf of the so-called Transnational Council, TNC, later the NTC, which is the illegal alternative government that was foreign installed outside of Libya itself. Igtet is also friendly with another individual, another State Department person. What's his name again? John Kerry. Yeah, John Kerry, whose son is hanging out with Biden's son in the Ukraine, kind of doing some stuff with oligarchs. We'll get into that on another occasion. Now, Iktet denies that he's an Islamist, and he has courted support from some of the most extreme figures. He has met with Amud, or Ahmed Abu Katala. He was charged with the 2012 attack on the U.S. Embassy in Libya that killed four Americans, including the ambassador, Chris Stevens, which, remember, they were running guns from Gaddafi through the Benghazi consulate to who? The Syrian, the free Syrian army, the Syrian freedom fighters, which were actually members of al-Nusra and ex-military of Syria trying to overthrow Assad. Hmm. And they were the ones who were gas attacking certain villages and blaming it on Assad. Hmm. Pretty interesting. So Igtet, you know, he's got his hands in a lot of things. He's also an oil man. Yeah, he's getting his hands dirty and some crude. Well, he founded an oil and gas exploration entity called Athol Energy in 2011. Hmm, kind of like they did with Burisma, isn't it? Over in the Ukraine. They love them some energy. You know, they don't like fossil fuels because of climate change and global warming, but they sure love running into industries that engage in those activities. But, you know, nothing to see here. Again, it's all under the rug. So, um, Igtet... In 2011 was also the, you know, that was the year that um, NATO's war on Libya happened. And it was clear who Igtet intends to give the oil profits for Libya to. And it will not be the Libyan people. Igtet and Sarah Brofman's business partner is Richard Griffiths, which we'll get into him. He has considerable connections to American and Canadian intelligence agencies like the CIA. Igtet um, has a charity. Hmm. They all have a charity. They all have NGOs and, you know, foundations and, you know, they're just helping everybody out. Well, he's got one titled the independent Libya foundation, the I N L I F O. And it was founded in New York in 2011. This organization has never been registered as a charity kind of defeats the purpose. Don't you, you got to get your 501 C three and you got to go through the IRS and got to be designated as, you know, tax exempt. And you got to have a mission statement and, you know, a whole deal there, but he didn't do that. Um, despite the fact U S law requires it, the I N L I F O has a financial affiliation with the American chamber of commerce and whose executive director happens to be Richard Griffiths. Mm, that's right. He was also the director of a public relations firm called Scatix. And they heavily involved themselves with the CIA and the U.S. military as well. <laughs> so now let's get into Mexico. Where does this all go? Nexium is down in Mexico now. Almost half of Keith Raniere's closest associates were Mexican. Raniere found a cult leader's trifecta. Access to the country's political elite. Gullible followers with deep pockets. A country in crisis that could offer him both influence and money. Does that sound like what happened in Libya? Does that sound like what happened in Ukraine? Interesting. Does that sound like what they were trying to make happen in Syria? These are all just questions. I don't know. But Raniere's latest project was in Mexico. And it was a documentary film Encendier al corazón, which meant turn on the heat. Yeah, 
we're turning on the heat here. <laughs> really interesting stuff. Um, let's see. It was directed by South African filmmaker Michael Vincente, one of Keith Raniere's associates. It was also set in Mexico during the country's brutal drug war. The movie was originally meant to suggest a way out for the country's spiral of violence. He's just helping out Mexico, give them a little, you know, big ups, you know, he's just helping them. Instead, the film became a recruiting video for Nexium. Voila! <laughs> a list of Keith Raniere's Mexican associates included Emiliano Salinas, former son of the Mexican president Carlos Salinas, who served as president from 1988 to 1994. Now, Emiliano Salinas and his business partner, Alejandro Betancourt, they are licensees of the Executive Success Program, entitled ESP. It's a self-help program they helped to create, promote, and manage in Mexico for over 15 years. They're all about helping others, you know, helping others help themselves. They eventually announced that they would sever ties with ESP. Uh, by the way, Betancourt is his gay lover. They got a little thing together. Um, the partners explained that their decision, their activities, their collaboration with the ESP Mexico brand, as well as their professional and economic relationship with the corporation Nexium and its related entities are concluded. They continue to state that ESP is based entirely on the respect for human rights and attached to all types of legal frameworks. Sure it is. Um, Salinas claimed he was unaware of the existence of the alleged sex ring. And when Keith Raniere was arrested in Mexico, they stated, it is important to clarify that the directors of ESP Mexico had no prior knowledge of the allegations made against Keith or nor of the alleged illegal practices that he was involved with. Almost none of the Mexican press has dared to even probe this. The investigative website, uh, I can't even, I don't even know. Don't hold me on my Spanish published five recordings in which Salinas fully acknowledged and justified the existence of the secret branding group. The news site Univision Noticias ran a series of pieces on Keith Raniere written by journalist Geraldo Reyes. Other than that, silence from the Mexico uh, journalist and the Mexico news outlets. And then they eventually ceded rights of the Nexium brand in Mexico. So we're going to get more into Nexium and Mexico. Could this be why the borders are wide open and people are flooding across the border? Could there be some trafficking involved? Could there be companies that could really profit off the trafficking? Who knows? All right. Does all this make your head hurt? <laughs> Seriously. Do you have uh, nagging joint discomfort, difficulty sleeping, frequent inflammation, mood swings, gut problems? You might want to check out the newest craze, CBD oil and KBMD CBD may deliver real relief. It's a hemp extract derived from specially bred industrial hemp plants with a high CBD content. The hemp is used to grow, uh, is, is grown organically and the oil is CO2 extracted. The resultant extract is then added to an easy to use dropper bottle containing 900 milligrams of CBD oil. It is a wholesome extract not synthetic, not isolate. It contains all the synergistic cannabinoids and essential oils and other compounds from the original plant. KBMD CBD is physician recommended because it has been used on real patients with real success. I know my wife and I have been using CBD oil and it really kind of makes the difference, calms the nerves. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty amazing stuff. The CBD from uh, KBMD is full spectrum. Works best when used with other natural teponines and compounds. It's third-party tested with real COA. So you, it's got the certificate of authenticity. So check out KBMD. And you can get some KBMD CBD. Use the promo code SLADE. And you can pick up a bottle by going to KBMDHealth.com. That's KBMDHealth.com. Remember to use the promo code SLADE. So we've been talking about... Nexium, and we've been talking about Keith Raniere and all the connections that this sex cult and, you know, child trafficker, um, what he has with members of the Democrat Party. It's pretty crazy. We also were talking about the connection that he has with the most prolific pedophile, that being Jeffrey Epstein, 
who didn't kill himself. <laughs> That's the joke. You just have to put that anywhere. Whenever somebody asks you a question, you go, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, he didn't kill himself. Well, and I think I even brought this up in the Jeffrey Epstein episode that Keith Raniere is like a poor man's, you know, low budget version of Jeffrey Epstein to which the Frank report, which is uh, Frank, uh, I think his last name is Paliente, something like that, Palmette, something. He is actually a publicist that worked for Nexium. And then when everything crashed down, he got out and now he has written what's called the Frank report. And he's got, it's his blog about Nexium. He's got some interesting things on it. Some of the uh, information that I've dug up, a lot of my sources are CNN articles, Business Insider, The Guardian, Fox. But some of the things that I couldn't find from any news source, Frank Report has that. Um, I'm hoping the validity is as solid as they make it out to be, but it is interesting when you look at it. The Bronfman sisters, well, they have links to Jeffrey Epstein and Wexner. Basically, this is from the Frank Report. It said, you research enough and you see how interwoven all of this immense story is. Politics, both national and international. Finances, sex trafficking, drugs, the prison industry, the entertainment industry, the mega group, the FBI, business conglomerates, the war on drugs, international skirmishes, religious organizations, influencers, even journalists, propaganda, finance scientists, which Jeffrey Epstein had... Uh, some dealings with Boston University, I believe, um, given money to a lot of research and uh, development tech. Um, you get into a lot of digging of the international conferences. This is from the Frank Report. Having been convened to decide all of our worldly matters for us without publicity or consultation, the elite conceal the business of the elite as well as their private affairs, which is what we've been seeing with the whole thing with Jeffrey Epstein, an estimated 29 million spent by Epstein in a huge rush to destroy not only the tunnel system, which apparently was accessible underneath his temple, happened back in April 3rd of 2018 to no fanfare. It was pretty quiet. So he just destroyed his tunnels. Uh, the tunnels, from what we've seen from some of the notes, which have been written by someone who was present for the burial of the tunnels, um, which was a big project. They said that it's uh, a lot of things went on to go through those tunnels. Um, and there was a fire that happened magically on April 12th on the island. So there, there's a move to cover things up. There was a move to cover things up with Epstein's death. There's a move to cover things up with Nexium. And what they're doing now is Nexium is actually putting out a documentary so that it just kind of gets looked at as some sort of, uh, you know, some sort of, Sex cult, and that's the isolated event. Nothing connected to the politicians involved, the Clintons, what have you. But there's two links between Epstein and the Brofmans, with one being an older Seagram's deal with Epstein fixed this deal back before he got perma permanently excused from Bear Stearns, which he was hired, and we still don't know why. Still researching that one, um, so we have to check on the Frank report sometime later. The more heavy-duty link is when Edgar Brofman and Leslie Wexner founded the pro-Israeli billionaire endowment and influencer lobbyist group called Mega Group in 1991, the same year that Robert Maxwell ended his or met his end in the Canary Islands. And as he found out, Robert Maxwell knew Jeffrey Epstein as a business colleague before his daughter, Ghislaine Maxwell, the madam for Jeffrey Epstein, before they ever met. So that's interesting. Also, there's another thread that I want to read that's pretty interesting as well as far as connections go to the Democrats and the elites and Nexium. The Arizona Mafia, or Mafia, Frank Parletto, that's his name from the Frank Report. Um, there's this thing called the Arizona Mafia, and it relates to this businessman, Jeffrey Peterson. And Frank Parlato Jr., um, he actually, Jeffrey Peterson contacted this guy and publicly came forward with claims against Nexium that go beyond the localized activity in Albany, New York. Jeffrey Peterson um, is an American technology entrepreneur in California. He was born a, a millionaire 
who is considered the pioneer of Hispanic internet in the United States. Um, Peterson actually was targeted on both sides of the U.S.-Mexican border after he refused to join the Mexican branch of Nexium and is now living in exile outside of U.S. and Mexico. Quote, he calls a group of individuals in high places in the Arizona legal and government deep state community, including Claire Broffman's lawyer, Dennis Burke, the Arizona Mafia, and says they're part of an organized conspiracy to destroy him. Again, not sure of the validity, but it is interesting, especially when you see he implies that he was once part of this group. His story may help unravel what's really going on in Mexico with Keith Raniere, Emiliano Salinas, his uh, lover, Alex Betancourt, who we talked about earlier, and Emiliano's father, Carlos Salinas, who was the former president of Mexico. So they're seeing a lot of things connected to these people. Fast and Furious, drug running, human trafficking, MS-13, ultra-curated cult gangs, and it all goes up to the top. So he kind of drills down on this, Arizona Mafia, the group that of deep state members of Arizona's federal law enforcement who enriched themselves. Some believe with gun running and drugs, the two principal export import products along the Arizona border. Peterson is considered the pioneer of Hispanic internet in the United States. He founded Kpasa, later changed its name in 2012 to meet me and acquired scout and his high five social networks. I remember high five was kind of a wannabe MySpace meets uh Facebook. In 2018, the Meat Group had a market value in the U.S. of about $300 million. Peterson, his next venture, is where he got involved with Nexium. In April 2013, Peterson and partner Michael Silberlin, they launched Mobile Corporation. The company was a startup venture developed or focused on developing a freelancing platform for mobile technology. The board members included Univision Online CEO Javier Salagari, son of Atari founder Nolan Bushnell, Brent Bushnell, and senior advisor to the Mexican billionaire Carlos Slim, Marco A. Lopez Jr. And notably, for purposes of Nexium and the case against it, the former U.S. attorney and now current attorney for Claire Broffman, Dennis Burke. Really interesting there. Notable investors in Mobile Corporation included venture fund of Silicon Valley's Wilson Sanasi Goodrich and Rosati Law Firm, Salt Lake City businessman Philip Marriott, and Texas Land Commissioner George P. Bush, Jeb Bush's son. Hey, look at that. And notably, for purposes of Nexium and the case against it, Prosperous Capital, a company named and guided by none other than Keith Raniere, operated by Emiliano Salinas and his lover Alejandro or Alex Bentoncourt and other Nexium underlings. According to Frank Parlato Jr., I believe, and I have evidence to support it, that Prosperous Capital is a front for laundering money from the company for the Salinas family to launder drugs and gun-running profits, much of it through Luxembourg. Peterson's Mobile Corporation established headquarters in Cambridge, Massachusetts, shortly after the company began developing a branch of offices at Plaza Carso in Mexico City, and also in the Philippines. Check that out. On October 10th, 2014, Mobile Corporation named former U.S. presidential candidate and Democratic National Committee chairman Howard Dean as its global advocate. Old Howard Dean. Yeah! <laughs> he was the previous governor of Vermont and joined the advisory board. It was around that time that the trouble began to strike for Peterson. One of his financiers, Amelia Salinas, asked, or rather demanded, that Peterson become a full member of Nexium, according to, me, uh, according to Peterson. Simultaneously, a number of large problems began to erupt between Peterson and board members. Among the people Peterson was working with was Dave Lopez, the father of Latina singer and actress Jennifer Lopez. Jennifer Lopez! Oh, he's also pictured hanging out with Bill Clinton. Look at that. A Bill Clinton crony. Peterson was a major Democratic donor. His big donations and his business activities, directly or indirectly, helped him get appointments uh, with important individuals. And in 2003, Peterson was appointed to the Mexico-Arizona Commission by former Arizona Governor Janet Napolitano. Wow. 
In 20 or 2005, he was appointed to the executive committee. In 2005, also, Peterson was appointed to the cross-border transaction committee of the Arizona Department of Real Estate, which is focused on international real estate transactions between residents of Arizona and Mexico. Also, Peterson was also active in Democratic agendas and financially supported the March 25th, 2006 and April 10th, 2006 marches organized by immigrants and was co-host at June 1st, 2006 fundraiser for Arizona senatorial candidate Jim Pedersen, featuring former President Bill Clinton. He shows up again. Peterson held a fundraiser at his home for Barack Obama, featuring Democratic National Committee Chairman Howard Dean and actress Scarlett Johansson in 2008. Peterson also named his co-host at the October 26th fundraising event for Democratic candidate Hillary Clinton featuring Chelsea Clinton, the queen of diarrhea. She always goes on these rants about how bad diarrhea is in South America and South Africa and how we need to fight it for uh, a human human rights thing. So that's why we call her the queen of diarrhea um, for many other reasons, too. But she had this private uh, private party at her residence in Phoenix. So she was definitely connected to uh, or Peterson was definitely connected to all of these individuals in Arizona and the Democrat Party. His connections run deep. In 2013, Peterson was appointed to the board of directors of the U.S. Philippine Society, a Washington, D.C.-based private sector initiative chaired by U.S. Ambassador John Negroponte and former AIG chairman Maurice Hank Greenberg. Hey, look at that. According to Maricopa County property records, Peterson owned a residence in the same condominium complex as Arizona Senator John McCain. So Jeffrey Peterson says his life has been threatened. He feels like he's in grave danger. In addition to threats on his life, his business partners and attorneys have been intimidated over the past few years. He's been in communication with more than one branch of government regarding the matters described. He currently fears for his life and is living outside the United States and the State Department, Homeland Security, and the FBI knows where he lives or where he is. Peterson said they have more or less ruined my life at this point, which is clearly what they intended to do. But apparently the entire group and the personalities in the background are not willing to stop with simply ruining your life, especially if you hold information on them. We'll get into some more of that information here in just a few minutes. So we know there's a lot more to what's going on with uh, Janet Napolitano, uh, immigration and customs. Um, basically, Peterson refused to join the executive success program ESP or ESP that the, uh, you know, uh, Salinas and his lover Betancourt were putting together. And so now he's been pressured, but there's some other interesting connections too with Nexium. Kirsten Gillibrand, remember her? She was running for office and she was going to be able to talk to those Trump supporters as a good, strong female and tell them about white female privilege. Well, her father, this is from page six, her father has an involvement with Nexium. A secret group headquartered in Albany has had countless well-connected power brokers on its payroll, including the father of Senator Kirsten Gillibrand. The lawmaker's dad, Doug Retnick, worked as an attorney for Nexium for four months in 2004 at a rate of $25,000 per month. When he wanted to quit, he was falsely sued on dubious grounds, said one source. He ended up paying them back $100,000, and he'd been paid and signing a confidentiality agreement. So Keith Raniere, a.k.a. Vanguard, his secret sorority of young, attractive women who are branded like cattle with his initials to force them to hand over nude photos, photos as collateral in case they disobey him, this guy, the leader of that group, um, made him sign a confidentiality agreement. Pretty interesting there when you think about how um, Nexium operates. The fact that that same kind of blackmail tactic could be something that Jeffrey Epstein was employing. Very well possible. Now, going back to some of the people that have shown up on the island, really interesting when you see that singer-rapper M.I.A.'s fiancé and virgin Atlantic billionaire Richard Branson. Remember Obama was windsurfing with him as soon as he got out of office? Yeah, Richard Branson. They were in attendance at the retreats. This is from the Village Voice. Richard Branson, who also purchased his own island for 180 grand. Isn't it amazing that you can buy an island for 180 grand? 
I mean, I don't know. The price of islands seems a bit higher than that, but he it was listed for millions. He got it for 180 grand. And guess who was helping him build the Virgin Island? This is from the New York Post. Billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein illegally building Virgin Islands compound. Billionaire pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, who did not kill himself, has got himself into a new tangle with the law, running afoul of Virgin Islands environmental regulations with construction on his island compound despite a stop work order. He's a deep-pocketed socialite. You know, we passed on blah, blah, blah. But the fact that he is out there helping build this little empire for for Richard Branson is really interesting because would Richard Branson be engaging in similar activity? I don't know. He seems pretty eccentric and weird. I mean, you can be eccentric and weird and it not come back on you like that. But there's a lot more attached to this, a lot more individuals who are closely connected to Nexium um, and those around Nexium to help it foster. And there's all always ties back to the Clinton Foundation. It's pretty amazing. And we're probably going to have to do an additional show to kind of go in on this because you get into Janet Napolitano, you get into the fact that um, Homeland Security was involved, FEMA, Immigration and Customs Enforcement, um, the Department of Homeland Security offices, even a Secret Service uh, agent, all had some sort of ties with the Arizona Mafia that ended up emboldening the Mexican border and Nexium's dealings on the Mexican border. So I think these are things that we have to consider and know that I think this is why you're seeing what you're seeing with the Democrats and their impeachment ruse and all of these people in the deep state who are fearing for their lives that things come out, such as Jeffrey Epstein. That's why ABC decided to squash the story. A lot of people say, well, ABC is owned by Disney. And Disney just got busted with a bunch of pedophiles working in their company. A bunch of people that had child porn. I don't know. But we have to start looking at all of these details that are in the background because it could come to fruition and could be something extremely huge that needs to be exposed and needs to be brought down. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can check us out on Mojo 5.0 every Wednesday night at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. You can also check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, TuneIn, Overcast, Spotify, iHeart, also on um, Roku. Get the free Roku channel in your streaming store. And you can also check out the Adrian Slade Show blog at adrianslade.show.com and subscribe. Patreon.com. You can subscribe $2 a month. You'll get exclusive insights and, and shows. You can also be a, a sponsor on Anchor, anchor.fm, and you can patronize us there. And also um, rate us. Give us a give us a five-star rating on the social media platforms on iTunes and what have you. We'll see you guys next week.